The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller-Howard. On today's show, we bring you the second interview in our series of conversations with 2018 Skidmore Prize winners. Jenny Glass is the executive director of the Rosewood Initiative, a neighborhood nonprofit that serves a community bordering Portland and Gresham. Phil Bussey, it's a nonprofit happy hour. I am joined in the studio with Jenny Glass, who's executive director for the Rosewood Initiative and one of Willamette Week's Skidmore Prize winners. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Jenny, I'm going to start by just reading the mission, and, and then there's a lot to dig into with that. So the Rosewood Initiative is a place-based nonprofit that works, that supports community-driven solutions for a healthier neighborhood. So where is Rosewood? So Rosewood is on the outer edge of East Portland. It's on the border of Portland and Gresham. And we have a community center at 162nd and Stark, which is our center. When was the first time that you visited that neighborhood? Um, The first time I actually went out there was when I applied for a community organizing job in AmeriCorps position. So that was back in 2010. Um, and I had never had an excuse to visit that neighborhood before. So before my interview, um, I went out to visit and I got off the max at 162nd and Burnside and my jaw dropped. And um, I haven't left since. Uh, jaw, jaw drop, um, jaws can drop for many reasons. It's true. Uh, what was it that was impactful to you? I think just the seeing the difference between um, the neighborhood that I lived in in North Portland and um, kind of spending time and most of my time was spent in the in the core of the city and um, just kind of seeing how the center center of the city worked and the neighborhoods and all the amenities and then going to that neighborhood and really feeling like that neighborhood had been neglected in a lot of ways. You know, and so so that impression uh, would send some people running back to comfort and familiarity. <laughs> what 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 is it about you uh, that set you up to um, go the other direction? I'm not, I'm not totally sure, but um, I think a sense of fairness and a sense of justice, and and really just wanting to. Um, make a difference and and wanting to use my own privilege and my own education. I studied uh, community community development at PSU. Um, So learning the theory behind uh, how important neighborhoods are for for the people that live there and for the city as a whole and wanting to work in that environment in that field. So I want want to talk a little bit more about the Rosewood. We're going to talk a lot about the Rosewood neighborhood uh, this this show, but I want to talk about just some of the the metrics. Um, more than 1,200 infants to four-year-olds live in the district. Yeah. I, I believe I read this on your yeah. website. Uh, more than 25 languages are spoken. 
uh, and high school students are attending five different schools. So, so clearly, it's uh, uh, it's a diverse neighborhood um, with a big uh, generation pushing up on it. Um, what languages do you speak? Um, I speak English and a tiny little bit of Spanish. Um, my Spanish is, is, I wouldn't even say it's conversational though, but um, we do have lots of people in the community that are coming from all over the world, really. And so when you go to one of our local elementary schools, it's, it's very, um, it's like a, a mini UN at, at each school. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And so, so is is your job or is your uh, uh, philosophy to to integrate those different cultures, or is it to to celebrate the differences? And and then, if doing the latter, how do you keep sort of a a core to all of that? Yeah, I think our job is really. Um at Rosewood is really to allow space for people to celebrate their own cultures and to really feel connected to who they are and what they, how they identify. Um, but it's also about bringing people together across differences and making sure that um, people feel welcome in the community and they feel that the community is a place where they can have their own identity, but also um, go to school and, and go to work and experience the neighborhood. Um, in a you know in a way where they feel really welcome and safe, and and so so the the Rosewood Initiative is it's 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 a mission it's uh, uh, an organization and and it's a building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so, what is happening at this building? What what services are are available? What support and and why would somebody uh, know to show up or even show up there? Yeah, so building the community center was really, really important to us in the in the early days of starting our organization because um, there wasn't gathering space in the community. Um, and so when we f- were first doing uh, interviews with people that lived in the neighborhood and, and having community meetings, people were pretty pretty all over the place with what kinds of things they wanted to do to um, improve their own lives and improve the neighborhood neighborhood. And um, so we really early on recognized the need for a space for people to come together and to gather, to celebrate their cultures, but also to build those relationships across differences and then and then also access services that they were asking for. Um, so we we made it our first priority to build the center where people could come and do all those things. Um, so the the variety of activities at Rosewood is pretty incredible. Even in a given week, um, we have everything from humanities classes and English classes and computer classes to Zumba and weddings and quinceaneras and all kinds of um, other community celebrations. What's the most popular? Oh, that's tough to say. Um, it depends. I mean, some of our one-off events are very popular. So um, our Rosewood Night Out draws over a thousand people every year. But um, the activities throughout the week that are gaining in popularity for sure are English classes and computer classes and things like that, that people um, can kind of see a tangible result from from coming and, and participating in. Jenny Glass is executive director for the Rosewood Initiative. Now, you brought in uh, a song. Do you want to set it up or you want to just introduce it? I'll just introduce it. So I think a lot of people will recognize this song. It's the it's the theme song from, from Mr. Rogers. And um, I think this song just really embodies for me what, it, what it's about. I mean, it's about neighbors caring about each other. 
about people coming together to help each other out and to have a, a safe and happy place to call home. This is Phil Bossy. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking with Jenny Glass, who is one of this year's uh, Skidmore Prize winners from Willamette Week's Give Guide and also is the executive director at the Rosewood Initiative. I want to roll back the clock a little bit because you've you've talked sort of um, as if starting this organization and and building a building, you, you make it sound so effortless. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so you you uh, this is the organization is just several years old. Old, mm-hmm. you started it. Yeah, with a lot of people. How how did you know how to start an organization? Um, I did not. Uh, I think in this line of work, you really you learn what you need to know as you go, and um, that's what I've done, and that's what we've done together as a community. And and um, obviously you have a board of directors. Yeah, we do. Um, can you give me some adjectives to describe them? Um, they are committed. It is a small team. Um, I think that we have, we've really wanted to make sure that the board of directors represents the community and the people that are invested in the long-term health of the community. So we have local leaders, we have homeowners, we have um, folks that have been involved in volunteering for Rosewood for years. And we also have partners that are um, necessary. They're necessary for the investment and the the transformation of the community. Um, Obviously, some person was your first board member. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Do you? Do you I'm, mem- I'm just recalling that many years ago. Um, do you remember how you made the ask? Well, so when I first started, there was actually a group of folks that had already organized themselves to start the Rosewood Initiative. So um, it was a public safety effort. So there was actually two police officers and um, a couple of their friends from other organizations that were involved. And and really what they were doing together um, was pretty straightforward. It was was interesting. They were um, trying to tackle neighborhood crime issues um, in this area that was two cities, so two different police departments, 
Um, so two sergeants, from one from Portland and one from Gresham, were, were working together to organize community and kind of look at a different way of doing community police work in that neighborhood. And that's sort of what I came into when I started. Um, and, you know, I thought it was really interesting and innovative, but I also was talking to people in the community through my own organizing work um, that weren't super interested in working with police. Right. That's a, that's a difficult uh, barrier to get across. Yeah. Yes. A lot of times. And a lot of times, um, especially for communities of color and for people um, that are coming from lots of different places around the world where they they can't trust their police systems or their government systems at all. You guys have a building or you built a building or there's there's a building. We have a building. Yes. How did how did that come about? That that seems like um, both a wonderful thing for an organization to have as well as something that could be very daunting. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that both of those things are very true. Um, it's a lot of responsibility to have a building, um, but I think for us it was really necessary in the early days to um, to have a space where we could host events and have activities and and do all the things that we wanted to do. And 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 um, are you in the same space now? I mean, it started as as uh, this this coffee shop or the where, where where police were hoping to meet with community members, and then it and it grew from there. And you had said that there. Some there was demand for uh, events to happen at the space. Yeah, yeah. So we had leased a tiny space that we were going to build into a coffee shop, and we kept getting um, ideas and requests for events that were much too big for that space. So we were we were borrowing space from churches in the community, and then um, and then I asked our landlords. There was a, a vacant center vacant space in our shopping plaza where we were at 162nd and Stark and I just asked them it was it was vacant so I asked them if we could borrow it for an event and it worked out really well it's a giant open space that had um, recently there was a, a pool hall that had been in there and had recently closed um, so it was just a big open room and we had a couple of events in there that were really awesome and drew a couple hundred people and then we we just kept borrowing the space and then i realized like this is this is our space it's it's we're not building a coffee shop we're building a community center so we transferred our lease and uh, moved into the big space and how many years ago was that that was about 6 years ago yeah um, if you could travel back into time, is there any <laughs> advice you'd give yourself where you say, um, do that earlier, don't do it at all? Um. Man, um, you know, the thing about this has been, it's just been such a, a community-driven kind of organic process that I don't know that I could change anything, but I think I would have told myself to to really just have patience and not expect things to work out overnight. I think um, it was a lot of responsibility to suddenly get a 7,000 square foot space and try to, you know, try to manage it and try to fill it with activities. And we just had one staff, which was me. Um, so it was a lot of work on me, but it also gave um, lots of opportunity for neighbors to get involved and to, and to volunteer because we didn't have it figured out yet so that that left a lot of space for neighbors to come in and and help and help drive what the center was going to be and and i mean you've obviously I mean, you've, you've become friends with with the people that are there friends with the neighbors um it's an incredibly culturally and and ethnically diverse group um you must sort of feel like you're you're traveling the world every day 
Yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel so lucky to be able to to work at Rosewood and to work in a community um, and to know so many people from so many different walks of life. It it really has um, made me such a better person. And and so, you know, just humbled by people's experiences. And does it seem like a, a is it a different Portland than than what uh, your friends and your peers are living in? Yes. Um, Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's that's also what we're trying to do with Rosewood is as an organization is really raise the awareness about how different it is. Um, the the Portland that I think gets messaged out to the world, the the Portlandia, Portland is a beautiful place. And it's um, you know, we have beautiful neighborhoods and it's uh, a very vibrant city, but they're you know, you cross the 205, and um, it's a different reality. It, it really is. Let's let's finish up talking, and let's talk about the Skidmore Prize. Um, how did you find out that you were one of this year's recipients of the Skidmore Prize? Well, you have to get nominated. So I, I did know that I was nominated, and then I had to go in for interviews and stuff. So I didn't. it wasn't a surprise so much, but um, my coworker, Marissa, nominated me, um, and I was, you know, really honored that she nominated me and that I got the support of our board and our community to accept the prize. And you've met the other winners. Yeah, yeah, I have. And, you know, I think it's a, a great experience through the next couple of months. We'll become closer and hopefully our organizations will find more opportunities to partner. Jane Glass is executive director at the Rosewood Initiative and one of Willamette Week's Skidmore Prize winners. Thank you for coming in and thanks and congratulations for all the work you've been doing. Thank you. The nonprofit happy hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp that holds to a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, and ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.